Sean sit down with my dad Glenn as he recounts his life stories of the last 60 years. G'day and welcome back to another episode of I Remember When. I'm Sean. And I'm Glenn. First of all, Merry Christmas. Yes, it is Merry- the day before Christmas. It's yep. Christmas Eve. Yep. We, uh, we're having a beer, we're doing a recording and getting ready for Christmas tomorrow morning. So correct. Merry Christmas to everybody. I uh, hope you all have a wonderful day. This is going to come out the week after Christmas, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So, yeah, there is a delay between when we record these, you be editing them and then putting them up. Yeah, correct. Um, I, I was a little bit surprised when you did episode two and you put the warning on there and I thought, good God, lucky you did. Um, there could be some people who do get offended, and I hope nobody was offended. That's my personal opinion. And um, it wasn't so much about people being offended; it was yeah. more about you know those sorts of topics can. Uh, oh yeah, some people can get, get under. Oh, yeah, get yeah. upset and um, under people's skin. So yeah. give them a warning first. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but yeah. Anytime we do talk about stuff like that, yeah. I'll put a warning. It's, on a, it's a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, some of my views may be radical. Ah, um, oh, it's not even that. It's not even that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So. We we wound up last week talking about guard duty. We brought up guard duty. <laughs> yes, I want to get into guard duty because uh, I'm sure there was. Um... Well, I mentioned how I dropped the gate. Oh, yes, so <laughs> the, the gate. The gate on the guard. There's one on each side, one in and one out, and they're weighted. So you just lean on them and they come open. But they are weighted that they will go down on their own. Yeah, and so when not, someone's uh, coming in. You walked out and you used your right arm to lean down on the gate to open it. Yep. Um, but all the, all vehicles that went into the school of military engineering all had uh, stickers on their bumper bar. Everybody did. We did. Everybody did. Oh, okay. And you had different colours for what for rank you were. Yep. And if you had a particular colour, that meant you were an officer. And it didn't matter who was driving the car. You had to salute. You had to salute the car, not the person yeah, driving. Because the, the car has the yeah. rank, not the so person driving. The, the the proper procedure was that they did the pull-in, stop at the stop line. Yep. And then you confirm who they are, then you open yep. the gate. Some of these cocky bastards would come in and they'd expect you to see their sticker and they wouldn't stop. They'd, yep. they'd slow down a little bit, and you'd then, open the gate yeah, and they'd go through. And especially it was early in the morning because yep. you you just going to oh, fuck yeah. you, someone else, you open the fucking gate, you see you later, fuck all. Get through, yeah. piss off, go on. A couple of times I've been pulled up because the, the car's coming in, I've gone, oh, fucking, they'll open the gate. They get halfway through and they turn around to back up and they go, didn't you see the fucking sticker on the front? What sticker? No, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you put the gate down and you walk forward and you make a big effort to bend down and go, oh, fuck, and you come back. Sorry, sir. <laughs> you salute them. <laughs> and then you open the gate. And they, you fucking cocky bastard. I've been here returning at that time of the morning. Yeah. You're only shot. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Other times, there's strange women driving these things. And it wasn't unusual that some of the young officers brought their tarts back. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then they were driving. And, yeah. Oh, and, fuck. And they would they would know that you had yep, to sleep that was the, car, the deal, yeah. And they would, they would try and live up on it. They'd try and rev up on it. Yeah. Yeah. And they but, um, eat it up, of course. So, by this time, I've bought um, a colour TV. Ooh, a, we've I've moved got a on to colour TV, TV now. 
pretty sure I had it then. So when we did guard duty, that used to go down the guard room. We put down <laughs> the guard room and we watched TV. You watch TV while you're on guard duty. And somebody would pull up, at the, yeah, pull up at the fucking gate and they go, beep, beep. You yeah, hang on, <laughs> just wait for the end. Then <laughs> 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 there was no, oh, no recordings or pauses no, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so, yeah, hang on, wait for wait the end. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, fuck. So you yeah, got banned from taking your TV down to the garden. You <laughs> got banned. I suppose. What else do you do on guard duty if there's no TV? Well, one of the one of the biggest things that you did anywhere on guard duty was crosswords. But it was really you, you you carded crosswords with you everywhere, and you sit down to crosswords. If you were you're on the guard box, they had a phone there, um, and usually you got phone calls from the head office. Yeah, it. but there'd be nothing to do, and you're in a little box. Six foot by six foot, out in the middle of the paddock. It's nothing around. Yep. It could be fucking freezing cold in the middle of winter and there's no heat. Yep. Because it's you just a little something. box, isn't yeah, it? It's you nothing fancy. It's, it's got a table, a chair, and enough room to walk out each side because there's yeah. a door on each side. Correct. It's, it's not like box. it's an office yeah. unto itself. Yeah. It's just a box. Yeah. So those, those pricks that fucking do this for a living, they get yeah. fucked. Fuck <laughs> that. There's no way no, I'm going to do stuff like that. No. Nah. Look at the bloody Grenadier Guard standing in the... they got a bloody... Yeah, they've two got... Two foot by two foot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And just tall enough for their beaver yeah. skin to fit yeah. in, and that's about it. But, um... Yeah, so guard duty... I got more than my fair share, and I, got, I had more than my buddy run-ins over doing guard duty. So just just to clarify, guard duty wasn't a punishment for. No, it's not a punishment. It, it, was, it was something you just had to do. Well, I didn't cover it off in the every, last episode, but like you do it all the time. Well, yeah. if you're in the army, you're, you you're involved do, yeah. in it. So whether you're out in bush or whether you're in barracks yeah. or wherever, you, you're doing guard duties all the time, and you're just on a roster system. So the school of military engineering would issue out rosters to the different units so for yeah. instance army apprentice school would get a roster saying on this weekend this weekend this weekend this weekend you were on yep then the army apprentice school would have to work out who was going to do yep. those those rosters so we, we had a thursday night parade one night and jock one of our staff is a sergeant is funny is right dodds you're on guard duty tomorrow night and again Oh, fucking not. <laughs> I beg your fucking pardon. And fucking not. You are fucking too. He said, you'll be fucking on guard duty for the rest of your fucking life if you're cucking around like that. And I said, oh, I'm not fucking doing it tomorrow. I'll do it next weekend, but I'm not doing it this weekend. He said, you'll fucking do as you're told. And I said, well, go fucking get the MPs and lock me up because I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He's looked at me and he's, he's fucking going, nobody back in to like this. What the fuck? He doesn't know what he, to do. He didn't know what to fucking do. Nobody's ever done this. What the fuck? Yep. And he goes, oh, what's your fucking problem? I said, you're not going to fucking tell me I'm working all fucking weekend the day before I've got to do it. I said, oh, I've got fucking plans to do shit on the weekend. Fuck that. <laughs> and he, Holy shit. He's, he's going... I don't give a fuck you got. You're going to fucking do this duty. And I said, well, fucking better have a plan B because I fucking want to be there. <laughs> fucking hell. Right, get in my fucking office now. So I had to go inside in the office. Gets in there and he fucking bowled this crap out of me. I said, you finished? Because I'm not fucking doing it. He <laughs> <laughs> stuck to your gun, but yeah. credit where credit's due. In the end, he goes, right, we're not getting anywhere here. You're on next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, 
you <laughs> stuck to your gun <laughs> and he gave in. It's not the first time. I did that quite a few Fucking times. Fucking hell. <sighs> no wonder you did any good in the, in the military oh, whatsoever. Like, again, just comes back to people ask me, how do you handle the, the, the discipline? The discipline. There's an example. Yeah. Okay. I knew what the problem was going to be if I didn't do as I was told. Yeah. But I was determined I wasn't going to do yep. that shit. You were willing to accept the punishment had it come I through. Do, like, I'll do I'll do every weekend for the rest of the fucking year. I said, but I'm not doing this fucking weekend. Yeah. Um, so long, what, what yeah. have you got planned? I said, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! This, this same sergeant, <laughs> he was a fabulous guy. He really was, but he had a drinking problem. Yeah, and he used to live in Campbelltown, and the school of military engineering had its own railway station, Casula. And the next day huh. after that was there you go. Well, Casula's a suburb now, but yeah, the, correct. When it was first, it was first put there for that purpose for the yeah, I mean, yeah. next station is Liverpool yeah so I'm on duty one weekend and on the Monday morning the phone rang at half past seven it's 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 Jock <laughs> oh yeah there you go Jock what's up well me in Liverpool <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm running late he goes right he said yeah the fucking train never stopped at Kasula <laughs> No, yeah, it did. It did. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. it slipped through it. Um, another day, I was in the office, and the phone rang. Into the phone, and it's, Jack, it's Jock. I said, No, it's Glenn. No, no, I'm Jack. <laughs> you're not Jack. You're Jock. <laughs> All I want, Jack. Jack's not here. It's Glenn. <laughs> Who's on first? And they were sober. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Holy crap. There was a few of us got home from work early one afternoon. One more afternoon. And when we get to the bloody our, our guard room, there's fucking pallet loads of grog everywhere. Buddy, not just a few. There was pallet loads of grog. And he goes, the fuck's this? He goes, well, we've got a few parties coming up. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Okay. So we had to take all this grog inside, and we filled an office, completely packed it in. You couldn't shut the door. The door was open, and the room was packed. It was full. There had to be seven cart, seven pallets of beer. Oh, there was Fuck. fucking miles of it. And yeah, we've checked our buddy troop party fund. Yeah. Which was very, very healthy. We were putting, I think we were putting like ten dollars a fortnight in, and there was Each. like a hundred. Yeah. And yeah. There's like a hundred and something of us. Yeah. So you're putting in a thousand dollars at a time. Yes. Yeah. And it's empty. Fuck! <laughs> We've gone. What happened to our money? The beer was a special price. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, buddy. Uh, and that's not the only time I can tell you stories about buddy grog and, and bulking grog. But yeah, here we are, buddy. Got no money in our... What was uh, coming up that you needed that much booze? Oh, when we used to have these parties with the tradesmen, they were big booze. Oh. They would go all weekend. Tradies, yeah, yeah they, okay. Tradie parties, mate. It was pretty work. much highly illegal, but they used to buddy have vacant buildings, and they would fix them up so that these guys could sleep there overnight. Be too pissed to go home, they'd let them sleep there overnight, oh, yeah, and it was all in the name of the apprentices. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they'd have a party started on Saturday morning, and it'd be still going Sunday afternoon. Fuck. <laughs> 
And I just drink grog. Just kept going, yeah. And right. I never drank back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, we haven't even hit, like, no, we haven't started drinking until you were 21. Yeah, we've been trying 22. to do a timeline yeah. of, of things that happen. And some of the stuff that we've been talking about already has been a little bit out of sequence, but it doesn't detract from the story. It just, it's a little bit out of line. So anyone that's listening, we might pick it up that yeah. things happen out of sequence. It's just simply that, I've got so much going through my head. Yeah, you're trying to things. cover a story along, and, but it's, and it's, it's yeah. You, you do you get things a little bit out of sequence, but pretty much the stories are the same. They're just trying to fit them into the sequence of events, and it gets easier now because these first couple of years I've been trying to fit events into specific time frames. Yeah, the rest of it now is going to be random stories. Correct. Yeah, because it's sort things, of not really things don't have a pattern to follow yeah. anymore. Um, so they'll start to change a bit, and especially now once once we get into the, doing the apprenticeship. There's just random events. There's Correct. no sequences going yeah. through it, you know. Yeah, we're, we're not beholden to a yeah, time. Yeah, so we're not sticking to so. a timetable. Like we said before, we don't have a script. When no. Nothing written down. We make this up on the spot. Correct. Yeah, and it just and I do. I just click into it. Um, this morning I was doing trying to do this rough timeline because I'm trying to fit in where meeting people when I start an apprenticeship. Yep. Through to when Marie died and stuff like that. Now I've pieced that together now, so I know where that, that fits yep. in now because it was. Certain events that happened that are, were like important times in my life that that he fitted into this sequence. Pretty much, I checked all my old diaries um, and I found the day we started. The first day of my apprenticeship, yep, year third year, was twenty sixth of April. So we had we did our Shit. engineers course up to oh, Easter because right, you were doing the yeah, 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 yeah. So we had Easter, basic training and then first, when we yep. come back from Easter, we started doing our apprenticeship. So yep. on Tuesday, twenty sixth of uh, April, uh, nineteen seventy-seven. Day met, after Anzac Day, I met old, old. Um, yeah, yeah, it was too. It was because that's why we didn't start on the twenty-fifth yeah. because we had Anzac Day. Anzac Day. So then I met old Bill the Dutchman, William yep. De Vroom. <laughs> William De, De Vroom. Vroom. Yeah, De Vroom. Okay. He'd be he'd be he'd be dead now. If not, his buddy about one hundred and seventy years old. <laughs> um, but he was he's one of those people that I'm of. Met in life that I've had a lot of respect for and a lot of time. I've for. heard a lot about this guy, this particular um, guy over the years. Like now, yeah. there was another. Our concreter was a Dutchman as well. One was the farmer, and one was the I think De Boer is the farmer, and De Vroom was something else. They did tell me what they meant. Okay, but one was a farmer, and they got a like a house on fire. Yeah, didn't know each other other than oh, work. Be common ancestry, but because they, yeah. because they were bloody Dutch, they got Both Dutch. and they ran the same yep. age. So when we start talking about Bill's antics. We don't understand why um, they were same age group, so they would have been in in Holland at the same time, and the events yeah. that took place over there through World War Two. So yeah, they would have been there for they were there the for World, World War Two and oh, the yeah, events of yeah. All right, well that that's going to um, colour your personality, that's for sure. I'll Bill and I would sit down every morning tea and every lunchtime, and he would just tell stories and draw diagrams. Yep, the whole time. Yeah, right. He, he, his whole family were from Dutch fishing fleets. Yep. He could draw one of their fishing boats perfectly. The scale, ah, proportion, right. the whole lot. And he could draw it perfectly. Yeah, righto. Yeah. That's... And he, he'd, he'd been in Australia at that stage for 15 years, uh, 18 years. Yeah. When that's your family heritage. Yeah. 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 So we'll, that that's an episode just on its own. His family and fishing. Yeah. That's an episode just on its own. It's, yep. It was amazing. So... On the 26th of April, we started. Yes. So he's met me at the barracks, and I think, I think from memory, the first day he drove me to work, 
and then brought me back. Yep. The next day I had to find my own yep. Because it was only half day. And we went to a job that he was almost finished. He, we did uh, the mould out and then tidied up. We yep. cleaned up. And then painters did a bit after that. But we never got involved in the painting at all. We never ever had anything to do with painting. So I've turned up that job and he's gone, right, I'll go and put the architraves around that window. Yep. And I've gone there and he's just kept an eye on me and going, right, yeah, that's fine. You can do this, this. And he, he didn't pick fault with me, he just instructed me. Yep. Um, it, there wasn't much he could pick for me because I was good at what I did. I, I no yes. bones about that, I was good at what I did. But he was just helpful hints or guidance or whatever, you know, just help me out. We, we finished that job off and then we went to the next job. And old Bill's trailer that he had his tools in, it was really old trailer, old box trailer, 64 box trailer. Yeah. Pretty sure he made it himself. <laughs> <laughs> and it was unregistered. It was a part of the boat that he sailed over here on. <laughs> he's pinching, he's probably stealing shit out of the ship on the way home. And he said it was unregistered. Because his whole family were kleptomaniacs. <laughs> um, oh, so, so we never started a job first thing in the morning. We always started midday. Because if he towed his trailer home, and to the job, there's more chance you get caught because it's unregistered. <laughs> so, so by changing in the middle of the day, he towed his unregistered trailer straight yep. from one job to the next, to the job, next job. And had less chance of getting Fucking caught. Fucking hell. <laughs> and we used to just put it anywhere and chain it yep. up. And that was it. And leave it. And um, Not that anybody would steal it because A, it's unregistered, and B, it looks like a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, back then, um, we had an electric planer, uh, a 9-inch power saw, and an electric drill. That was it. That was it. Everything else was hand tools. Everything was hand tools. Yeah. There was no other tools in, in there, but... It doesn't surprise tools. me. There was a box of three-inch nails, there was a box of two-inch nails, and there was a box of bra- uh, one-and-a-half-inch braids. That was it. 25 kilo bags. And there was three holes in the trailer where they fit Where it. they sat, and that was and, it. And um, when we went to the hardware store, which is very rarely, that's what it would be for, to stock up on those those items, old Bill would get on the phone and he'd ring an order for it. So he'd just get a pencil on paper and a copy of the plans for our next job. And you just sit down with a pencil and paper and go, then you borrow the phone. (laughs) I suppose, yeah, there's no mobile mobile phones, phones, yeah. Borrow the people's phone, ring through the order, one order, one place, everything you needed to do that job. It'd be delivered to the job, we'd turn up that job, and that would be, everything's set. We didn't need to go anywhere else. We didn't have to buy anything else, we didn't have to get anything. I mean. We had everything there. That's the way to do it. Oh, it was, it was perfect. And so when we did go to the hardware store, it was normally because we'd run out of nails yep. or we needed something specific that we that was new to the job or whatever else. But pretty much it was usually just to get nails. Yep. Um, even tools. He, Bill used to get his tools in his own time. He didn't buy tools during, during work, work hours. hours yep. All his maintenance on his tools was in his own time, not in yep. work time. We would start work at 7.30 in the morning, we'd finish at 4 and we would work all day. There was no hell. slowing down or nothing. It was it was just full on, and we'd stop for morning tea and stop for lunch. We might have taken a little bit extra time if the story is yeah, if the story is particularly good, good yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, we worked, we worked hard, and we did some. We did thirty two extensions in two years. Yeah, we never did any big technical stuff. Now, by the time I got to doing these on my own, doing this stuff, they were all technical. Back then, people would have a room put on. That was it. Yeah, it was just it was a just room. A there a was room. nothing. There was yeah. nothing flash about. It. I think we did. Maybe one or two bathrooms. Well, I think we did maybe one or two kitchens, but pretty much they were just a room yep. add-on. Um, maybe that was part of the business plan for the people that owned the business. Yep. I, I'm not too sure because the owner was a part owner in a, um, a home 
brand new home by the place as well. Ah, okay, so right. Yeah, this yeah. was like a sideline Conflict of interest yeah. if he's built oh, no, putting just extensions a, no, on. just a sideline for him. Yeah, so correct. Most like, of his work come from that. Yeah, but no. what I'm getting at is, that, yeah, there's no point in him running a business, renovating yeah. and adding whole houses on yeah, existing yeah. houses yeah. when he's building um, new ones. And, and honestly, I don't think there was too many people were doing big renovation big work in any. No. Yeah. Back then, it was just cheaper to go and buy another house. Yeah, that's right. So we uh, first day was at this job and I think we went back there the next day and we did landscape gardening. We went around and cleaned up. Right. Yes. That's just cleaned up the mess. And, yeah. And took the rubbish to the tip and that's actually in my diary. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, it says, yeah. I suppose you, you, were, there, you were being cleaned up, everything you did. Cleaned up, took the rubbish to the tip. Yeah, Tools so, used on site. Yeah. A bash broom. Yeah. <laughs> well, the guy that owned this owned this business, he owned a, a rental property in Campbelltown, and it had a, it was a fairly big property too, and it had a garage on it, and he used to have a Toyota Hilux tray top truck in there. Yep. So if we had, when we had to do a clean up, we'd go get that truck, do the clean take up, it out. and take it away. The original so, work, mate. That would be my job. Go down, pick up the truck. Pick so the truck drive down to Campbelltown, leave my car there, bring the truck in, do the rubbish run, take the truck back, come back in my car. And and that's what, how it used to work. But he, old Bill would do all the supervising and all the planning, and then a pair of us would do all the work, and then I would do the run around with the truck to, to get rid of the rubbish and stuff like that. Yep. So were you paired with another apprentice at that point? Cause no, you said, no. you said before it was there'd be a fourth year and a third year working well, together. This guy that owned the business we worked for, he had two tradesmen. Right, okay. So um, got, yeah. The other tradesman had an army apprentice, but he was a fourth-year apprentice. And um, yep. He ended up getting really sick, and they didn't get another apprentice. He ended up retiring, oh, that, that builder. Um, he got really, really sick, and he he even tried working while he was crook. We did work with him as a team yep. down in Huskinson, down past Nowra. Oh, okay, yeah, shit. We did a job down there, um, and we worked with him down there as a team. And, man... I thought old Bill was a buddy tough tradesman. This guy was, he was even harder. Really? Oh, yeah. Jesus um, shit. There's no such thing as a drop saw. So no. when you cut your miters for your architraves and did your scribes and everything else, you did them by hand. You didn't yeah. hand saw. Um, he'd inspect your hand saw, make sure it was sharp enough. If it wasn't sharp enough, you weren't able to do it. So Fair you, enough. You, yeah, make, you made sure you saw And then he'd check your plane. You had to have a smooth plane. Your smooth plane had to be sharp because you had to plane your joints. Yep. You didn't just cut them and do no. you had to plane had your to joints. Had to plane them to make sure that they yeah. were set properly, and, yeah. And if, the, if it didn't work, threw it away and got another one. Did another one. He was, Shit. Yeah, he was tough as. Your scribe joints had to be perfect. If they weren't, there was no such a thing as builder's bog back then. Yeah. Or bloody, no more gaps or anything. If it wasn't If it wasn't right. perfect, no. Nah, uh, that's where you get it from. Yeah. Um, mm. So he was, he was, he was tougher than Bill. Bill used to, if your joints didn't touch, you, you, you yep. do it again. But he... Oh. But this other guy, mate, he'd, he'd inspect your sword, inspect your bloody um, plane and everything and make sure everything was perfect. And if he turned around and said that your saw wasn't sharp enough, what did he do? Well, make you go either sharpen it so, or... Sharpening a saw isn't a simple task. Like, that's... Well, um, we learned how to do it and, we, yeah. and I used to do it because as I went along, I bought all my own yeah. tools. But the army supplied all their tools. Yep. So when you got a blunt saw, you used to just hand it in and get another one. Yeah, and they would send them all off in bulk and get them all get sharp, them sharp and professionally and come back. Yeah. Um, so you could do that, and got to the point. Bill found out about it. And he said, "Oh fuck, here's my here's all your <laughs> <laughs> so, he, he had a pile of hand saws. He used yep. to swear black and blue by um, Barco saws. Yep, and Barco make them noted more so now for 
chisels and and hand spanners and stuff like yep. that. But back then, Barco made the best hand saws, and I've still got yep. a couple of them in my shed. Yep. The steel on them was was the best. They had all these, they had the Distin and all the other ones that people used to rave about being the best, but Barco were by far the best. So he'd, he'd send them all off and they would get them all back and they hadn't been shut <laughs> because the army was using Distin. Distin. <laughs> they knew what ones were the heads and what ones were. Bill took the handles off. He <laughs> <laughs> saw that. He put, he put more effort into getting the cheapie to get the, the, the hack done. That, that didn't matter the effort it took to do it. He was getting something for oh, nothing. That's true, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he, he turned up to work one day and he goes, have a look at this boy. He used to call me boy. Look at this boy. Brand new Jack. I go, oh yeah, got it from Kmart. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. And he goes, yeah, it's having a look. And he said, the three ton bottle Jack fitted in the same box as the 12 ton bottle Jack. <laughs> so he's, you know, they come in the slot, two half. Yeah. Firing. He slipped one out and put the 12 ton one oh in there. Oh my God. And he's gone out. And he said, on my way out, they had chocolate biscuits that he liked. They were on, you know, like they had a special yeah. thing on there. And they tried to charge him full price to it, and he's bailed them up. He's going, no, no, they're on special. <laughs> he's arguing over five cents difference in yeah. the bag of the biscuits. Fucking and he's just missed them for 30 bucks on the dish. I suppose. <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> and that's he knocked off a 12-ton jack. Yeah, he, was, he did that shit all the time. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's a wonder you would do that because at that time you could buy a rifle from fucking Kmart. Yeah, like, yes. you'd get shot. It didn't have a, it didn't have a rifle. and they, That would probably come from his experiences in Holland. Yeah, correct. Oh, yeah, I used, to, I used to give old Bill heaps of steering up all the time. Hell. I used to tell him, oh, you silly old fuck. Now, he was only, I can't remember now if he was 49 or 59. It might have been 59. But anyway, yep. he'd come to work and say, Oh, Ben, the doctor's last night. He's got me on these new pills. Look, there's S5. They're, they're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, well, silly old fart like you. I said, you need to take those things. Oh, no, no, it's not that funny. It's serious. It's <laughs> <laughs> S5. What the fuck does S5 mean? What's it for? She said, oh, I'm very sick. <laughs> Sick level five. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking not much better for stirring him up. <laughs> His wife used to be a real bottle basher, so she was always at church doing muddy yep. stuff at the church. And he said, oh, I'm sick of this. She's always at the church and there's no sex anymore. I said, I said, you're too old anyhow. I said, you'd need a paddle pop stick and some stick and plaster to get it up. And he goes, ho, 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 jolly joker. <laughs> oh, shit. And he, he was he was very hard to get his temper up. You couldn't get his temper up. Oh, that was you know? good. Yeah, he was very hard to get his temper up. But he got his temper up with me one time when we were down in Huskinson. I wanted to leave early to go home. Because I, t- I said to him, I'm going early because I've got to go further to get home. And he goes, no, no, you're not. You're staying here till yeah, four. That's it. So we went and took the keys out of my car. Ooh. So, yeah, okay, was, I don't agree with that. Yeah, well, he was he, it was more of a joke than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I've gone to go, I said, you bastard, you pinched my keys. No, 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 I haven't got them. <laughs> yeah. Sad. So I went over and I pointed his mirrors on his car all over the place. Oh. <laughs> and he came over and grabbed me 
and he put me up against the wall with his arm in my throat and yep. he held me up off the ground with, with, yep. like that and he said I was only joking don't get so serious and that Jesus was it fuck yeah and that was it and all because you moved the mirrors on yeah. his car yeah. oh I ran into his car one time <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't enough for him to get his goat up on you fucking hell well I was working with this the other tradesman had the fourth year apprentice yeah when old Arthur got really sick we took the other apprentice yeah. on with us for a bit and him and I were going out there we'd had a buddy meeting at work so we were late getting to work um, actually we were on it was on we were on guard duty we'd done guard duty all weekend and um, we were late getting to this job and it was a tomato farm out in the back of Liverpool and it had been pissing down rain all weekend and I've come down the, the driveway of this farm and I've turned to park alongside old Bill and as soon as we hit the grass took off Oh, I just slid. Yeah, just slid, and um, run into his the front of his the front left hand guard of his car. Now he had this old Valiant. Yeah. Best car in the world, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he put about a um, I forget the name of it, but it was a, a two shift manual yep. shift in it. So not, it was a manual, but it was a yep. two shift. Oh, I did this on the weekend. He's beautiful. Easy to drive now. One, two, down, two, three. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> he reckons his car was fantastic. So he loved his car. Yep. He'd run into it. And uh, with Gary and I have gone around the corner. Hey, Bill, where are you? He goes, oh, hello, boys. Hello, boys. And I said, got bad news. Oh, what? I run into your car. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, mood shifted real quick, I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Work was suspended for the rest of the day. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> All these old valiants. It was five bolts that much. Yeah, that's five exactly, bolts put That's right. exactly right. Overnight it got fixed. Yep. And you give me the bill. I said, no worries, I'll pay. Fair it. enough. Pay that's it. a so fair cost. It cost me two hundred and five dollars. Fucking hell. $205 to put a brand new guard on a car. Try and do that now. <laughs> well, taking into account inflation, there's yeah. still probably... No, nah, it's still probably cheaper than what it would be today. Fucking Petrol is 35 cents a litre. Yeah, oh, I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, if you take into account inflation, $205 is probably around six, $700. Yeah. There ain't no way you're replacing the uh, fender yeah. for that much these yeah. days. Yeah, because normally everything else is broken as well. Because well, yeah, exactly <laughs> right. These things are pretty tough. Yeah, so, oh, Bill was, it was great. He was funny as, but that's getting away from where we started off. So, yeah, <laughs> what were we talking we're, about? We're, we're, guard we're, duty. We were going to talk about guard duty. We were, yes. So, a couple of nights on guard duty, I, bloody, I got in trouble. And I, I did a lot more guard duty than I was supposed to do, than I should have been rostered on, because I was always in trouble. For I was going to say, so, so guard duty could be used as a CB? Oh, um, no. Guard duty was a form of punishment. Yes, not CB. Confined right, okay. to barracks is confined to barracks. All oh, right, okay. Extra duty, very different. Ah, uh, okay, right, right yeah. Um, I did lots of that. Yeah, we had a we had an RSM in Townsville that I think I might have said the wrong thing to wrong person, but it was reported on the radio, the local radio, that a certain RSM at Laverack Barracks has got a chocolate wheel in his office and that's how you get that's how you select your punishment <laughs> with a chocolate wheel <laughs> you used to go in there and you go righto I find you guilty spin the chocolate wheel <laughs> and you spin the chocolate wheel <laughs> and whatever it landed on was a punishment you got fucking <laughs> hell 
I mean, fair enough. That's yeah. a way of doing it, I guess. Jesus. I, I just happen to know a certain radio DJ yep. in town and I mentioned it to him. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the wrong thing to have said. The wheel disappeared real quick. Yeah, I bet it did. <laughs> Far out. So you do two hours on the gate and you have four hours off. Then you do two hours roving picket and yep. four hours off. So what did a roving picket consist of? So depending on the army barracks that you're at was what you had to do. Well, the school of military engineering is a secure barracks. Yep. Because there's important stuff there. And we actually had big magazines down the back, the big... Oh, shit. M- like actual mission storage. storage yeah. shit. Because we used to carry so much explosives and we had library yeah, and stuff. And we, we stockpile for other people as well because yep. you got the facility, why not use it? And there's... The, that that area there, the whole of Moorbank was all army and that joined Holesworthy. Yeah. So, you know, all of Moorbank area, I'm pretty sure was like Ramey, Royal Australian Electrical yep. and Me- Mechanical Engineers. Um, so, all of those people, they just left all their stuff in the yep. news magazine. So, we'd have to go down there and inspect them, make sure there's no interference down there and, and tour down around. Right down the very back, they used to have what they called the Dust Bowl and that's where the plant operators went down to play. Yeah. That was their playground. So you'd have to go down there and inspect down around there. And yep. then if you get scared in the dark, there's a place to go to. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's a dust bowl. Sometimes there's a great big mountain of dirt. Other times there's none. Um, that's just what they used to do down there, playing in the, the dust bowl. operators. Yeah. So it's right on the edge of the Georges River. It's yeah. way away from anything. And the magazines were bad enough. You were sort of like, oh, the magazines, if there's going to be anyone breaking in, that's where it's that's going to happen. Gonna be, be yeah. there. But you weren't as worried there as you were in the Dust Bowl. Um, then there was down to the Swinging Bridge. Now, here we are. We've got a secured army barracks. There's a gate at the front where they buddy check you in and check yep. you out. We've got a Swinging Bridge across the creek from the train station. Comes from Kasula, Swinging Bridge, free access. <laughs> It's not a very secure <laughs> army barracks. No, <laughs> so, yeah, we'd have to go there and check that out. And then um, we had a stores area, and we used to just call it the White Elephant. I don't know what it was, but we stored unusual equipment down there that we needed to train with. So it was yep. stuff that didn't get used all that often, but it was unusual stuff we stored there. And you had to go down there and inspect down there, and again, that was way down in the middle of nowhere. Yep. So if you got a, you're going down there and pissing down rain, uh, but it's a long walk wet. in the rain, a long walk back. And you're going to get yeah, wet. There's no shelter. And you're not allowed to carry an umbrella or anything no. like that. You, no. And you're not, you weren't even supposed to wear a raincoat, but we, you used to wear a raincoat. You weren't supposed to wear a raincoat? Not really, no. Why? Because you're on guard duty. Uh, I suppose if you do need to access anything, yeah, guard. Yeah, raincoat's going to yeah, uh, impede, impede isn't it? you on that. And you never used to carry a, a weapon at all, but... Somebody started this idea of carrying a pick off, a pick handle, and they actually went to the trouble of drilling a hole in the end of it, putting a bit of rope through yeah. it, put it around your wrist, and tidied it all up, made it all nice and pretty, and everything else. Fucking <laughs> and, hell! And people found out that we're wandering around the place carrying this pick off, and they go, "No, you fucking can't! <laughs> you can't wander around that and beat the fuck out of people. <laughs> Why not?" <laughs> What if we find somebody who is broken in? What are we supposed to do? Uh, look, it, um, Beat the fuck out of them with the pick handle. Here's, here's a scenario for you then. Payday. When the pay comes in, we used to have an armed guard. Mm-hmm. Right? We'd supply the armed guard. We used to have a machine gun called F1. And it was like throwing a handful of rocks at a target 25 metres away. <laughs> yep. It was fucking useless. Completely. But, like, but yeah, it was one of, our, of bullets at the time, one of our, one of our buddy's section weapons. So if one. If 
if I'm someone broke if someone broke into or oh, we'll tried to rob the payroll, there would be two of them. They go, halt, or we will f- shoot. Halt, we are placing a magazine on our weapon. Oh my god, you haven't even got it loaded. Halt, we are cocking the weapon. Halt, we are taking aim. <laughs> Fuck. Halt, or we will shoot. <laughs> and there's no no rounds in it. <laughs> oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> That was your procedure. You've got (laughs) 11 warnings before you can do anything, and even when you can do something, there's nothing there. Well, fucking hell. When we were at the school of military engineering, over at Holsworthy, one of the places up there, they got their payroll robbed, yeah. And buddy, they couldn't figure out how come these people knew what was going on. They didn't even hesitate, the buddy armed guards. Yeah. They just ignored them. So they went through their duty, Ross. They found that there was two people who were on um, roster days off. <laughs> they were the ones who knocked it off. <laughs> the ones who knocked it off. <laughs> I'm sure that went down well. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, two of their own people. A pair of balls <laughs> on them, that's for sure. Yeah, they knew what the procedure was, so they decided to roll yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to oh, be Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not even that they're not going to get caught. If, we, if they do do anything, they're not going to get shot. There's nothing there. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um... In Townsville, when we used to get paid, the pay paying officer used to have a 9mm pistol on the desk yep. alongside him. And there was nothing in that. Of course. <laughs> it's all about the appearance. It's just appearance, yeah. But anybody who knows the procedure. Oh, my God. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, well, I don't think too many people tried robbing anybody their own pay, payroll. Anymore. No, I fucking bet they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's fucking stupid for even trying it. I think the moral of the story here is a lot of shit that happened was in appearance only. Yeah, correct. Um, so, to wander around doing a guard duty and you're carrying a buddy uh, a weapon... A weapon is probably... Yeah, yeah, frowned okay. upon, so yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Fucking hell. Yeah, why the hell do the fucking raven pick it then? Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> that's, that's like, if you get that hit, yeah, my, that was my argument and I got held down. Fucking hell. <laughs> if something does go down, what are you supposed to fucking do? I used to, oh. I used to sneak, uh, used to connive and plan and try and find ways to get around all these things. And buddy, um, I would do a round really, really quick. Yeah. And you'd have to go to a logbook, and you'd have to go tour of duty, nothing to report. Tour of duty, found this, found this, whatever. You have yeah. To put it in. So it was tour of duty, TOD. Yeah. And MTR, nothing to report. Yeah. And I'd go and get the book at Farley Star and we think I'd put it all down the same. <laughs> 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 you fucking yeah, right, right, all the same down, yep, yeah, good, and then go and do something else. You know? Or um down on the guard on the gate. <laughs> but I was down there one day and had a car come each way. Oh, okay. Now, there is a procedure, but I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, you weren't up on that one. I've gone out and there's an officer one uh, coming in. I saluted him, opened the gate, pushed it, raced down the other side, lifted the gate up there, raced back down, put me foot on that one, raced back down, put me foot on that one. <laughs> You're racing between the two so the gates didn't drop on him. And it's about 10 feet away. Yeah. He's a huge... You're doing a fairly good sprint. Like, Fucking hell. Hey, another night I had a young bloke. He was an apprentice. Came in, he had a Mazda Capella, and he, but he he'd done a lot of work on it, and it was a it was a burnout car, and but he, I wouldn't let him in because he did a burnout coming in. Yeah. So I wouldn't let him in. I'm not supposed to stop him coming in. I'm supposed to report him. Correct. But I was being smartass. Yep. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. So <laughs> he got a run up and he let rip. 
And <laughs> <laughs> just burn it out. All the way down. All the way down to the fucking gate. <laughs> Open the gate, let him go. I got in the shit next day. Why did you let him in? <laughs> you must have seen him doing the burnout and you let him in. <laughs> I didn't let him in to begin with and then he got shitty and did a burnout. <laughs> so, first thing in the morning, because there's so much traffic coming in and some going out, we're allowed to leave the gate open. Yep. As long as we check the cars coming in, yeah. we could leave the gate open. They give us, we were able to then open and close open the and other close gate. The gate the yep. And um, I'm thinking, fuck, that's not a bad idea. So I've pegged the gate up and then gone inside and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got two more weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, you'll fucking learn your duty eventually. Because <laughs> I woke up, there's a guy bashing on the door because I used to lock the doors. Yeah. A guy bashing on the door and I'd look and. Oh, fuck, he's an officer. <laughs> <laughs> That's wise. Oh, shit. That's a few more bars than I've got. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking menace. <laughs> but in 12 years, I was never, ever late for duty. No, okay. Good. I was always there on time. Might not have actually done the job properly, but I was always there. Yep. When you go out in the bush and you do tactical in the bush and doing your guard duty, that would be staggered shifts. You'd, be, you'd do two on at a time, and it'd be two on, four off, or whatever you work. Yeah. You're trip, you're, but you're, you're overlapping each other? Yeah, you overlap. Yeah. So that supposedly says someone is wide awake at all times. At all times. Quite a few times. Well, all, nearly all the time. You just get into the habit that you'd go and you'd be sound asleep and then about 10, 15 minutes before your duty, you would be awake. You'd be awake. And you could hear everything going on around the place and you'd hear yep. it coming to get you and you'd jump out of bed and go and you get back there. And they, <laughs> quite a few times I'd go back to the to there and go, okay, look, I'm wide awake. If you want to have a nod, go for go it Go for it. <laughs> so that's that. they can't leave the weapon pit. Yep. They have a nod. <laughs> Not off myself. <laughs> I'm wide awake. You have a quick nap. I'm going to have a nap too. too. But it's not. It's not by design. <laughs> I, I got. I got done when I was getting. When I was getting ready to be discharged from the army, we were out on an exercise, and we'd been out buddy doing barbed wire fencing all night. We come back. Hell. We come back at three o'clock in the morning, and even three o'clock in the morning, you still have to set up a picket between three and yep. half an hour before sun-up. And bloody, um, I was a section corporal then, and I'm going, fuck it, nah. These guys have been working their arse out. Nah, fuck it. I'll stay up, they can go to bed. So I sent them all to bed. Bloody woke up, and, mm, must be nearly midday or something. Have <laughs> <laughs> you had a good sleep? <laughs> I don't know what, it was about eight o'clock in the morning, and the sun was, up, it was bright out. the hell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was lucky. Nobody noticed. <laughs> Did they notice? They noticed that. No, nobody noticed that. Nobody, nobody picked up on it. I've gone around and woke everybody up. Hurry up. Everyone's been asleep. It's about 8 o'clock in the morning. Nobody knows yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, so the entire entire exercise was still asleep? No, no, no. Everybody else was already asleep. Everybody else was still asleep. Still asleep. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> It makes me wonder how often that sort of stuff happens, like out when people are deployed. I'm assuming it's different because you're you're a little more alert being deployed, say over in Afghanistan or wherever. Does that? I'm assuming that stuff still I've happens. I've never been. I've never been to an active 
war zone. So I don't know what it's like to be in the active war no. zone. It's definitely not like when you're in training. No, God training. No. It's pretty much like when we used to train to march, doing parades and stuff yeah. like that. And we were fucked around, but we knew exactly what we were doing. Yeah. Things like contract drills. Now, we rehearsed the fuck out of contract drills. And the reason why you rehearse the fuck out of it is because in a real-life situation, you're going to hit bang. And, and then it's going to be go very hard to tell where it come from. Yeah. So in that split second, you have to decide what it was. And in a section of tent, everybody's supposed to scream out at the same time. So it gives you a, an average yep. out of all the people of wh- what it was, whether it be contact front, contact rear, yep. ambush left, ambush right. Yeah. And you, as a section commander, you'd scream out ambush left. And there's a procedure to go to that. So it's gun to the high ground. Yep. Uh, yada yada yada. There's there's a procedure, and you would rehearse that over and over and over and over until you did it in your sleep. Yep. Because that's what it was. Now, when you have a contact drill, the moment that shots fired and you've deployed, that's it. Got the the yeah, contact yeah. is over. It's then a defensive position. <clears throat> you got to fight yep. your way out of it. So you would rehearse that over and over and over and over until you just did it automatically. Yep. And that was a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff you did was. That's what you did. So when you go into a harbour, harbour is your defensive position, you normally try to pick a high point or a feature or something yep. that you could defend, and you set up your perimeter in a, in a clock. Yep. So you're 12, 4, and 8. Yep. And that would be your machine gun post. Yep. The centre would be your headquarter element. And in between your guns, you'd have two weapons pits. Yep. So that would be two on the gun two in each of those weapon pits, and then you'd have two in reserve, two pits in reserve with two more in it. So that was your 10-man section, which yep. is a gun, the two, and the two in the back, and then your head, head crawl on. Your night routine used to start uh, about half hour before sundown, and you would send out clearing patrols, and they would go out two groups, and there'd be two visual distances out. Yep. So the first group would be out one visual one distance visual from distance. the perimeter, yep. and the next one would be one visual distance from it. And that might be... Fucking hundreds of meters if yeah, it's flat, if or it's it might open be ground, yeah. five meters if it's, it's thick bush, thick, yeah, thick jungle. Um, yeah. And you would, you automatically do that when you, you knew when you had to go out. There was no telling you to go out. You yep. knew where right, this is when you go. So you'd go out and you do your clearing patrol around, and you come back in through the other gun. Yep. And you have your password to get in. You come back in through your gun, and then you go back to your pit. And that would happen all the way around the whole perimeter, and that would give you clearance. Two visual distances out from your perimeter. So if any enemy would come and, and you could do it. In theory, you could yeah. see them. Well, well in advanced. theory, you had warning that they were coming. That's right. You, have, you would send out uh, a listening patrol for the night. That was not unusual. And then listening patrol could be anything from four guys to ten guys or whatever. And you'd have a, somewhere, usually be something like a, a known feature or a known track where someone could come in. And you go send out a, a listening post. And they would sit there all night and stay awake all night and silent all night. And listen for anybody coming. Jesus. And that's all that that just do that. Yep. But half hour before the sun's up in the morning, everybody's out of bed, and you just lay quiet. And then you send out your clearing patrol again, and they clear right on daylight. No, just going out in the dark. No, that's right. Right on daylight, send out your clearing patrol. Your clearing patrols go around, and do their clearing patrol again, come back in, and then you start your morning routine. We're going to take a quick break there and grab another beer and we'll pick this conversation back up next week 
you wish to get in touch with us, we have an email address. It's I remember when podcast at gmail.com. If you wish to see the photos that we discuss in the episodes, uh, we put them up on our Instagram page. It's I remember when podcast on Instagram. Thanks very much. We'll see you later. Bye.